Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah! Come on, man! Yeah! Ah, man! man. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Mink's Cast. I am Steve Mink. I'm here with the Reverend in Fuego. Nah. Glenn Cannon. Me. Me. You know what I think is funny is that like there's a little buzz about our podcast in the company for getting a crap ton of downloads and yeah, page views. That's awesome. Actually. But that might mean that somebody on the higher food chain of Entercom might be like, well, what is it about this podcast? Oh, don't listen to us, guys. That makes them so good. You think they could get me a card to get up here? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're still going to text us and pray. I'm just thinking they're like, oh, let's check it out right now. And they're like, oh, they just make sounds. And that's man. their man. man. Yeah, we got a message from uh, Taryn, who does not only nights here this at the station. This is super awesome, actually. And yeah, I want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast for even making this happen, because we look like studs in the eyes of Entercom. Uh, she also monitors all the social media stuff behind the scenes. It's just, uh, that's, Taryn's our guru. She knocks it out of the park all the time, and she keeps up on whatever's going on on the website. All things digital, the digital assets. She <laughs> sends out a message saying, hey, dude, just want to let you know that the cast is the top Page views for any KISW Yay. podcast in the month of March. Congrats on your hard work and all the fun you have while doing it. Cheers and thank you for all that you do. Wait, we're supposed to have fun doing this? I, I've never had fun <laughs> in this room with you guys. I, I can't even remember ever having laughed in this no, room. No, no. My no. face never hurts when no, I leave this room. No, it's very stoic. Yes. I'm never in a happier mood after leaving this podcast. It's the worst yeah. hour and a half of my life each week. It's like a poetry slam at a mortuary. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody please put a review on iTunes as just that? Yeah, right. Please? Like, flood it. Just everybody do that. That would make my life. Oh, man. I'm writing that down. <laughs> that might become the uh, new bio of the Migs cast. It's like a poetry slam yeah. at, at a mortuary. mortuary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you snaps. Oh, yeah, I came yeah. a snap. I yeah, used what's, to. Yeah. Maybe I need to lick my fingers. That lick tripped me out because I was looking at Steve and he had stopped snapping. <laughs> but you were snapping into the microphone and I thought... I need sleep immediately. <laughs> my, my ears are on delay. Oh, I looked over and was like, "This, I'm going to be operating a vehicle in a couple hours." And How is maybe, this happening? Oh God! <laughs> Steve's fingers are weird, like kung fu movie. All of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the dubbing on this is terrible. It's the on worst. what? On our life. But all seriousness, thank you everybody who yes. pays attention to our That's podcast rad. because it's so cool. Typically. The morning show and the afternoon show, the men's room and PJ and Migs, the daily podcast, which is really just a daily show put up on, as a podcast, quote unquote, they those always dominate. So, which makes sense, right? So any of the original podcasts, original podcast material, podcasts like us, the podcast, the Mega Cast, whatever it may be, uh, Geek Nation, we always follow those shows. So the Ooh. fact that we're at the top is pretty freaking cool. Are you going to strut into the Mega Cast and be like, "Yo, Ted, what's up? Yeah, what's up?" 
Yeah. Talking to the top dog now. Watch Ted gets this email every month, except for this <laughs> month. Yeah, he'd be like, I, I didn't want to say anything, Steve, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> since the moment I started my cast, I've right. been getting You've that You've gotten email. one good <laughs> you job. Know that's great, but for the month of March, we are really special. <laughs> yeah, that's the madness right there. Even, awesome. even a broken clock's right twice a day. Especially <laughs> you know? at a poetry slam at a mortuary. Poetry slam at a mortuary. That's right. Well, anyways, thank you guys for uh, for being a part of this podcast. Yeah. And, and, and means That's uh, really cool. Yeah, I had a moment of just like reflection yesterday when I got that. I was like, that's sometimes I just wonder if anyone's listening. You know what I it's mean? It's a good point, yeah. You know, we just do this, and honestly, it's a self-serving thing. I get to hang out with two of my buddies and laugh mm, and, and, and share stories. Well, I feel like we have a really cool show, but that it's a matter of does anyone listen to our really cool, really fun show? Right, and I never, you don't and know. You guys have... You know, especially for me to read that, I was like, well, that's cool because mm-hmm. you guys work here and have a career here. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't know what I am, actually. Awesome. You know, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm just, I'm here once a week and I get to do the show with you guys. Yeah. So for me, it was a real like, oh, well, that's rad. Something I'm a part of is... Hell yeah. It's succeeding. Yes. You know? It made me feel really good. It was it's, cool. It's, uh, dude, and in such a huge part of it. So I appreciate that all of us get to do this. I see. No, that's another it's, awesome. fun. it's another accolade that we can put also uh, in uh, as the uh, best of Western Washington as well. We have won that We've as well. We've won that. Yep. This time we didn't even need Red the Stripper trying to convince all of our followers <laughs> to help us win. <laughs> Not that we ever would do such a thing. Oh, yeah, no, am I never. To share this accolade on social media? I wondered about that this morning. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't. Just, I don't think I'm going to post like a screenshot of the email, but I might say, "Hey, you know." But I don't. I also don't want to be like, "Did you guys know that the guy that doesn't work here is?" <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, no, you should promote I, it. You're dude, on it. Well, yeah, but I don't know what the lines of uh, is that uncool. I don't is think that, it is. I think it's a moment of pride. It's toot okay. your own horn. Yeah, which is fine. Oh, it was more of a, I thought of it as two things. One, a way to thank everyone that listens, but two, yes. try yes. and gain more listeners. Yeah. That, people know? will be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. on? And then they tune in and they hear us make weird sounds. That's right. Oh, you know what? Welcome. I, I was just looking on the old podcast on Apple, the Apple podcast. Yes. And we have 73 ratings. Okay. And we have five stars. Yes. So, five like, stars. seriously, thank you, everyone who Keep is uh, doing that. We're spicy. Except for that one douche who said mean things. Other than that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's this like. This is like a poetry slam at a more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that guy doesn't like those. Kind I've of had more fun at deaf, dumb, and blind bingo. No one knows who the winner was. <laughs> so, uh, Glenn and myself, we're prepping for a big weekend away. We leave oh, on Thursday. Dude. We get on the Lion Pride party bus, and we're heading on off to Vancouver, British Columbia, with Bruiser Brody as we play three nights. Two of them sold out. At the Commodore Ballroom with Steel Panther. Congratulations. Yeah. That's going to be really fun. And I think Rouse has effectively scared our frontman, Travis, uh, uh. because last night he shared, hey, just be prepared. The Steel Panther guys like to F with the opening bands. And Travis immediately was like, what do you mean? Yeah, because <laughs> Travis, look, you know, Travis can beat the piss out of he people if he wants. Like MMA he was an stuff. MMA yeah. fighter. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, he oh, has yeah. an air of that, but I wouldn't actually imagine that he was yes. that. You did, yes, I'm so happy he's on our side. <laughs> oh, when we were uh, when we were, when we were cutting vocals up at Brett's, because Brett's uh, 
gotten way into martial arts. Um, uh-huh. So I, I oh, that's what, right. I've had lunch with Brett oh, one time and yeah. talked to him about that when we were recording. Yeah, dude, there was a night when I, we, he and I were both really drunk, and I thought it would be fun to engage him in a pseudo <laughs> shoot fighting match. Sure. He won. Yeah. Um, I hope. You know, I, I thought, I'll grapple with this guy. I'm on enough tequila. I could stop a freight train. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Brett was like, I am a freight train. <laughs> but anyway, um, those two, were, when Travis was up there hanging out singing, they got talking about all that stuff, and Travis was like, oh, dude, and he got dug into his phone, and he found this photo of a fight he had done where a guy just, I, I guess, just, you can see Travis's nose is on sideways. Have oh, you seen that photo? Yes. And he was wigged because he was like, I'm a vocalist. Yes. And now my nose, my beak has been rearranged, and like, we, I looked at that photo, I was like, dude, he's like, right? Like, yeah, he was, Time I'm, was fighting. I'm not sure if it was that show, but he told me a story once where he went and had a fight, an MMA fight, like at one of the casinos or somewhere, right? Yeah. Had as soon as he was done with the fight, had a hightail it to a club to sing. I think I with Second Coming. I think that was the oh, stardom. I think that was or the story. Hero. But yeah, yeah, he was super wigged about getting his nose set right because yep. his sinus oh, passages. Oh, dude! But he showed me that photo. I'm like, bro, and he's like, I know. Yeah, it was a real bummer. I'm like, yeah, it looks it's like a, a bummer. Real bummer. <laughs> the idea of professional wrestling compared to MMA, obviously very different, but yeah. I had a, a scare last week. Thankfully, everything is fine. Yeah, didn't you almost break your neck once? So. Well, I've had that happen. I effed <laughs> up my knee. Your knee. Right before oh, came in the grass. Right. Remember that's that? Right, yeah, my, Dude, if you've seen that gymnastics video, that's what happened <gasps> to... There's a, a video out there online right now of a woman that did gymnastics just the other night, maybe yesterday, did all these crazy flips, landed, but didn't like base her knees very well. Oh, no, so no, they, no, no, they no. buckled in, both oh. of them. Yeah, she did what they called the ostrich walk. That's so, no, no, Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. It reminded no, 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 me, no, no, no. granted, not nearly as bad, but what I did to mine, and then we had pain in the grass soon after that. Fortunately, oh. it was my hi-hat knee, so I was able to play just fine. Uh, but... Last week, I was having a practice match with uh, one of our newer students at our wrestling class, and we're just mixing it up, doing some stuff, and he got, we, we call it the happy feet, you know, basically just a little too antsy, moving around too much, as opposed to just kind of being more cognizant of where your feet are going, and as I was getting up, he just full-on ran, and like he was trying to grab me, even though he should have just waited for me to get up. Yeah. He ran to go grab me and just stepped on my hand, as ah! my hand was like this, Oh, dude! and I felt my middle finger cave in and my oh, wrist and, no, 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 and the no, no, first no. thing I thought was I gotta play drums next week Yep, son of a bitch son of a bitch the boys are gonna kill me and so I'm like pissed and the poor guy he's a good dude he's looking at me like I wanna murder him cause I'm seeing red not because oh, I, I bet. accidents accidents and like I told him but in the moment you're like I'm a drummer you shouldn't have done this now I'm my hand screwed. could be fouled up yep. I could be screwed I'm gonna yep. go play for a total of 3,000 people yeah, in the no course of three days you know yeah minor inconvenience no but, big right. deal but, so I tagged because yeah. it was a tag team and of course it's like Yakuza style it's like you're gonna have to cut off one of your own fingers <laughs> it's only like fair Steve has the wood block and the knife <laughs> yes. with him it's only you know? fair oh, and the little white rag the guy has to tie off right there mm-hmm. you know? and, and the knife's a little dull but we'll get through it it's don't worry spoon. <laughs> yeah, it's a shank I made a shank for Steve it's Steve's Yakuza shank <laughs> so that happens. Mind you, this is the last five minutes of class. This is the last thing that's happening. It's always the case when it's like right when you think yeah. that you're done, you do something to hurt yourself. Tag out to my partner, and I'm on the corner. I'm just shaking my hand, and I'm pissed. A teacher, Ethan, he comes by. He's like, let me see your hand. He's like, I think you're fine. At first, you're just panicking. And I'm like, okay, I could bend it. I could bend it. It's bruising, but I could bend it. That's all I cared about. And I'm doing this. Like People are like, what the hell is going on over there? I'm like, I'm practicing playing the drums. I want to make sure my hand can yeah. still do it. You want to yeah. see how bad it hurts when you're doing yeah. those motions. Exactly, because I'm like, I'm just going to power through it. I'm just going to have to get really drunk and play the drums, which probably is going to happen healthy or unhealthy. <laughs> um, but luckily, I iced it up. Everything was fine the next day. But it was a scare for a I second. I bet. I'm sure, man. Yeah, because I'm, sure. I'm like, that's the of all the things I need next week. 
I need my hands, man. <laughs> so your hands. So just to let you know, my hands are not Gahans. going anywhere near a wrestling ring for the next couple of nice. days. I'm not going to train. I'm, nice. Like this. I wonder if we could make time Gahans. out time. This is random. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Uh, all things with me. You guys want to see if we can make Gahans trend, like hashtag Gahans? <laughs> if we can make a trend <laughs> in Seattle, I'm just going to tweet out. I'm just going to tweet out Gahans right yeah, now, hashtag Gahans, yeah. and see what happens. Yes, like just for S's just and giggles. Just the confusion factor is always like hashtag sandwiches are yummy. Yeah, you no, know, like nothing else. Hashtag just Gahans. G H A N D S. Gahans. Gahans. That's how you spell it. G H A N D S. People. Yep. Let's make it. Let's make it trend. Done. We're okay. gonna see what's gonna happen here. Sorry. World. No. Um, anyway, I'm glad your hands okay. My hands man. okay. I'm very pumped for this weekend. Uh, it's gonna be a blast, dude. You know, I printed really a bunch time. of stuff and I forgot to grab it. Oh no! It's cool though. He walks That's in okay. with a blank piece of paper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we call him Fresh Start Steve. I remember one of them. Actually, <laughs> new from Summer's Eve. A Fresh Start Steve. <laughs> Rinse away the sin, ladies. Oh, and start dear. With a clean Rinse away the <laughs> sin, ladies. <laughs> ladies. It's like a poetry slam at a mortuary. At a mortuary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me. I'm not running all the way back there, but one of the ones I thought was funny, <laughs> somebody said they were excited for us to be playing. I think her name was Gretchen. Excited that we're doing the shows. Wishes she could be there. But then, oh, man, I should grab it. Go grab it. All right, I'll go grab it. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst you know, yourselves. I'm going to leave the show in your hands. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> so, Glenn, how you been doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine, Rev. How are you? I'm doing great. You know what I did this weekend? Hey, what did you do this weekend? Nothing. Oh, was it everything you thought it would be? It was. I sat at home and I painted a, a Nerf shotgun. Nice. Yeah. Was you like a camo thing to uh, it? Or? No, I uh, went uh, steampunk. Duh. Okay. And so, so it's kind of a copper rust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife uh, was fantastic, and she went to the craft store, spent five hours at the craft store, and got a whole bunch of spray paint. So I spray painted it copper, did a couple of other layers on it, and it looks pretty cool, man. That's rad. Yeah. Man. I'm That's really stoked cool. about it. Oh, hi. Hey, oh, Steve. Hello. Steve's hi, back. Steve. We're just talking about my Nerf guns. Yeah. Oh, getting ready for the big birthday. Yeah. The big 4-0? Yes. Yeah, my 40th birthday. I'm going to have a Nerf, uh, Nerf Battle Royale at my house. I just bought, I went to Goodwill and I bought eight new Nerf guns, well, new old Nerf guns, because there was just a treasure trove there. And then I went online and I bought 500 new darts, which apparently these darts are heavier Dude. than the uh, normal darts. So they kind of hurt. They're going to actually hurt people. So I actually have to tell like people, that. like, be like, wear sunglasses. There needs to be a couple of rules. Like the kitchen is going to be off limits. And the bedroom, because the cats are in there, no shooting in there. No shooting the cats. Yeah, don't shoot the cats. And then I also had to realize that, like, try not to shoot at the bar area where people are, like, making drinks and stuff like that. It's going to be a train wreck, but everyone knows what they're getting into. You need to basically put black lights in all area Ooh. of your home. Ooh. So as those Nerf darts fly through yeah. the air, Phew. it is happening. Dip some in uh, laundry detergent. Oh, that way they even get they, they except glow. for when you shoot. Oh, someone I thought in the you eye. meant for like a chemical weapon. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like shooting people in you the know, eye, dude. I mean, that's fun right, when hardcore. there's children around, but with adults, who needs that kind of activity? Open your mouth and swallow this, bitch. <laughs> I filled this. This squirt um, gun's filled with uh, bleach. Steve, Bring maybe, the kid over here. Maybe disinviting Steve for the birthday party. Uh, uh, sounds like it's gonna get Lord of the Flies in here. Son of a <laughs> Steve had little, little needles embedded in all of his Nerf darts. <laughs> You'll see me with like three just stuck in my face as I weep and sip my drink. 
This I'm isn't like, going I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. No, now we got to make uh, like uh, targets and stuff now for the backyard as well. So we have something uh, constructive for people to shoot. I'm thinking about the maybe neighbors. doing like a game. No, not the neighbors. Children. Can someone bring a child? There will be children. So I'm just like saying Excellent. if they're like That's under five. If they're under Life five is hard. Feet, Learn like, from this. Yes. <laughs> Try not to shoot the ones under five feet. Pain is only weakness. Leaving your body, kid. <laughs> now open up your mouth and take this. Wait, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Nerf guns. Nerf guns. This is Sparta. It's <laughs> a bunch of naked, crying children in the street in front of Rev's house. What's going on? There's a Nerf battle. Any of them that come back can eat. You know? <laughs> Rev's got like red paint on his face. Like it looked like it's blood. And he's just like, freedom. The last time I did this, I like my best friend walked through the like, walk, walk through the door, was like, happy birthday. And I shot him right in the eye. Nice. Like, so, I mean, this is what to expect. Excellent. I'm excited. Uh, before we started the podcast, Glenn, you had another run-in with uh, oh, the man. parking police. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man. Was that a swear in there? Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I'm, I am really tired, but uh, I, I try and park on the street because it's, it's just cheaper. It's about 23 bucks for me to park in the building. It's about 8 bucks to park on yeah. the street. So it's, it's worth it. It's huge. So I get into the area. Um, I think it was like... 9.52. And I'm like, mm. perfect, because there'll be some vehicles there, but not many, and I'll find a spot. Because, man, if you get there at 10.08, it's already taken. spots are gone. Yeah. Because so these are spots that don't start until 10 o'clock. That's, well, right. that's what I learned the day that he bawled me out. Yes. He said, stay there and see what happens. So I'm like, what is this? What, what am I, a freshman in high school again? again? welcome to Sparta. You're going to pull on my underwear next? What are you doing? <laughs> this is Sparta. Jesus. That's man. when you shoot him with a Nerf gun that was yeah. dipped in detergent. Come back with your ticket book oh, on it, Spartan. You know, like, what? <laughs> so uh, I pull in and um, our buddy Neil, our photographer, uh, Neil Limsang, yes. calls me. He's going to be coming up to uh, Vancouver. So, what? Yeah. He's, Is he shooting uh, Bruce Brody? He's coming up, man. He's coming up. He's going to be there Thursday night, maybe Friday, but probably oh, just a Thursday. Nice. So uh, Neil and I were, I pulled so in awesome. and he's like, dude, are you busy? I'm like, no, man, I actually just pulled in. I'm going to hang with my car for the next seven minutes. Right. So that I can go pay for legal parking. Right. Because if someone tells you to move it, you can move it if you need to. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm in the car. Sure enough, same guy. Here he comes around the corner in his little Cushman cart. He sees me. I see him. You luck eyes. He stops. He backs in right next to me. That little sliding door opens. He gets out. He's got his little tablet. And he's giving me that look, that mean mug look. Yeah. Just the look where the lips are slightly pursed and the eyes look like the sun might be in him, even though there's no sun. Mm -hmm. That face. He's looking at you like Newman looked at Seinfeld. Yeah. And and so right away, man, I just looked at him. I looked at him like, really? Here we go again. And I started my car, and I put it in drive, and then he did this thing where he had the ticket book in his hand, but he did like the the defiance point, where he points, like, yeah, you get out of here. Right. You get out of here, You're buddy. like, oh, hell no? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, you know, I just kind of looked at him, and all I'm thinking is like, you know, because you, you want to try and give people the benefit of the doubt. It's like, dude, did this guy come home? And find like every pool man in King County running a train on his <laughs> wife while his daughter was videoing it. I mean, why is this guy so that filled with hate? I and I wanted to GB. roll down the window and be like, bro, my tax dollars pay your salary. And I'm trying to figure out. I don't think that would go why well. you're so. But legally, <laughs> legally, I have the right to chat with him. Uh, no, I agree. But I don't <laughs> like, know if that's why are delay. you so mad? Yeah. Why are you so angry? Is it that you hate this job? You know, quit. Oh, he definitely does. Start another job then. 
Imagine, yep. yeah, imagine having that job that everybody hates. Seattle, he hates the breakdown of society with parking. There's so much Glenn. opportunity. There's so much. It's not like he's you're living in Flint. He's the judge dread of parking. He's the I'm judge, telling you. Judy yeah. and execution. I'm the law. You have to run no more. <laughs> because I like the rich, I cite like the poor. Because in the Emerald City, I am the law. Yeah. Just put the sticker on your door. And you know, guy drives a Only golf Anthrax cart. Only Anthrax fans finds this last segment awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry that <laughs> you, that my, my poor mother. Have I told you guys that story? Uh, you know, no. I suffer from insomnia. Uh-huh. Like, this goes back my whole life. Should we come back to that after we finish this story? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, that's basically the story. Oh, okay. that, that was it. I, I mean, I wanted to roll down the window and engage, but last time I engaged that guy... It didn't go Yeah, he great. was yelling at me, and I was like, hey, man, I think you're misunderstanding. I'm asking you a legitimate... Go ahead and park, see what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You called down the thunder, well, now you got it. Goddamn like, boss hog over there. I'm like, Mr. Earp, I'm just trying to get directions <laughs> to the OK Corral. So, you know, you, like, wait, so you pulled off. I just drove away, and, and I went around the and corner. And came back. I went around the corner. I watched my clock talk to Neil for a few. It was a great conversation. And then at 9.59, I came back on the corner and parked my car. Was he there? No, but it would have been rad ah, if he was. It would have been. Slow rolling. You by. know, I, I would have like tapped my wrist and given him the knowing nod like, yeah, man. Gosh, I would have tapped my wrist and maybe my finger would have been middle as it was doing the tapping right Guess there. Guess what, bro? Your parking spot just came of age and I'm legally all <laughs> up in it. That's right. I'm going to kip winger that bitch. How do you feel now? How do you feel now? I'll see you at Christmas, Pop. You know what I mean? Like, that guy is so just like. Yeah, yeah. now you got two incidents with him. Now he's just a douchebag. When it was over the top, now he I'm sucks. telling you, like, he pointed like the, uh, you know, head for the hills. Son, right. with that look on his face, like, like I yeah, told you. It's like I own you. I'm like, yeah, for the next six minutes, man. And I'm gonna circle the block and park, and then, you know, you should have, as you were driving off, you said, you may have won the battle, but I'm gonna win the <laughs> yeah, war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then you pull back you in, know. you're like, I just won the war. <laughs> <laughs> Got your wife on speed dial, bro. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> you might not want to ever swim in a pool again after you see what's getting done to her. <laughs> Jeez. So, so yeah, that was, that was my, that's the second run-in now I've had with this guy. Gosh. You know? Third time's um, a charm. After that, you got to go on a date. Well, no, I, I, I just want to, <laughs> you know, it's or one of those things where I'm tempted to roll down my car and say, well, as you can see, I'm not parked. I've pulled over to safely make a phone call. Mm-hmm. So within the letter of the law, am I doing anything illegal right now? <laughs> I just want I'm you in the vehicle and it's running and I'm on the phone, I just sir. want you to like... Like in that parking spot, slowly go forward, slowly go backwards. I'm not parked. I'm yeah. moving. I'm, I'm moving. I'm Dude, moving. I got thrown. I'm now in neutral. Not bitch. moving. 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 As, moving. as a moving. team, move. Uh, as a <laughs> team in the country club mall, I remember standing with a circle of friends because uh, before you had driver's licenses, what everyone would do is they would go to the mall and you would just walk around the mall and meet other kids and what's going on tonight. And then usually that would migrate to a party somewhere. And that was the preteen thing to do in Cumberland, Maryland. You went to the country club mall. All this right. is what people did before social media. This yeah. is how you were able to interact socially. <laughs> you, you went in public and yeah. talked to people. Just try, we were Kids. a stone's throw away from lighting a fire and then covering it and uncovering it with a dampened blanket, okay? That's kind of how we communicated was we got to the mall to figure out what was happening. Right. So... Uh, no, so I wonder if anyone that does, that, does anyone out there even get the smoke signal reference I that know. I just no, made. No, no, no <laughs> I love it. That, Read man. a book. <laughs> okay, so uh, no, um, the whole move moving thing. Um, this guy walked up, and I was just standing there having a conversation. He's like, "Hey, 
I guess I have a problem with authority. I don't have a problem oh, with authority. You? I Come have a problem on. with stupidity. I don't have a problem with authority. I have a problem with stupidity. You have stupidity a problem with authority. And power hungry authoritarian. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm sorry you ended up here, my man. You, know, you could have been a surgeon, but instead you're here. And so uh, the guy walks up. answer to everything. No matter what. If you see a stranger crying, ask them if it's because of their haircut. That's funny. Are you so sad because of your haircut? Oh, my God. That's so brutal. That is, like, so brutal. I'm sorry. That's, like, teen girl brutal. Bro, that was, like, my whole thing was, like, you know how people are always like, please, on April Fool's Day, don't do the pregnancy fake April Fool's prank because... You know, there are people who, and I get it. I mean, I, you know, speak from experience. There are people that are battling, trying to get pregnant, and it, it's just a, it's, it just sucks for it's someone tacky. to see that. Is that a thing? People love to do that. Look, I'm pregnant with a fake pregnancy test thing. So I said, if somebody does that, that gives you every right to say, no way, I knew it. It looked like you've been getting bigger. Because yeah, right? Pregnant, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. You look pregnant. Right. How far wow. along are you? Right. What are you, about ninth, <laughs> nine months yeah, now? Oh, you, must be, you must be 11 oh, months along. I told my friends that you were getting fatter, and now it makes sense. You're pregnant. <laughs> like, you have every right to do that. They want to play the silly joke of I'm pregnant, then just hit them where it hurts. <laughs> Fat <laughs> jokes. waistline. Right. I'm so, with that. Yeah. With that. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I, <laughs> I'm wrong. Uh, I don't have the balls to do it, but I wish I could. Oh, God, yeah, oh, right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I, I never want to piss off a woman by making fun of their weight. No, well, no. Standing at the mall, security guard walks up and says, you got to keep moving. All right, man. So we we walk. We start walking again. And then I run into someone else. And I'm standing there just having a conversation. Hey, man, you know. Blah, blah. And the guy finds me again. He said, hey, I already told you before to keep moving. So I looked him dead in the eye and just started wiggling. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you know? Like, like I had a live carp in my shorts. And I, I maintained eye contact. You know? <laughs> One of them is now, like, I'm just picturing <laughs> young Glenn Cannon doing the wiggle. Oh, yeah, it was great. This is freaking Every, awesome. Everyone around just me was like. maintaining that eye contact. Oh, yeah. Everyone around me was like, this is why I'm friends with this guy. And it was great. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> to the letter of the law and to the letter of your instructions, I am obeying, man. But why does he need you to keep moving anyway? Homeboy grabbed me by the collar and took Ooh. me into this office. Oh, no. And they took a Polaroid of me and they pinned it up on the wall with all these other Polaroids. Shame. And I looked at the wall of Polaroids. Shame. And everyone looked just as bummed as I was. Shame. <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> and I got thrown out of the mall. I wasn't allowed in the mall. Because you were cruising on your feet. So, you know, then that's I a, that's a problem because where do you go in, in Western Maryland? There's only two things you can do, right? You can <laughs> now you're done. go to the mall or cook meth. That was before meth. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, then I'd have to go to the mall, but I'd have like a hoodie on, <laughs> like a ball hat. I was like incognito mosquito, man. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, yeah, I got thrown out of the mall. I got banned from the I mall. I would love for if, that. I wish that if they still had that wall of pictures, if someone could get like get a picture of just the wall. Of everyone pictures. looked, and I looked at my oh, picture. Yeah. Would you and, be miserable? And I looked. Oh, bummed, you were, yeah. But everyone around me was <laughs> bummed. It was like a wall of the bummed. <laughs> this is the like, face oh, you make man. when you deal with that guy. See, yeah, I've never dude. been banned from a place. Steve, have you ever been banned from a place? I don't think so. No. Like, I've never actually physically been told you cannot return to this place. I was thrown out of the mall. I don't have a the really- mall. Like Tiffany was in there singing. Think we're alone no, now. now. I'm outside. You got a cigarette, man. I'd like to go in there and be alone now, but I can't. Yeah. I, I, no, I've never been banned from anywhere. Wow. That'd be kind of cool, though. I don't think, other than the Country Club Mall incident, I don't think I've been. 
No. Hey, uh, text in two five three two seven one four seven eight seven if you've ever been banned or kicked out of somewhere. I would love we'll to talk hear those about stories. Yeah. I've, been, I've been asked to leave a few places. Yeah. I've been, oh yeah. Yeah. I've been doing. You like know. I've had that happen, but it's never been to the point where yeah they shove you in a room, take a picture of you, and like you're never allowed back here. It, the, 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 I've uh, even willingly left places that I knew I deserved to be. No, I was being kicked out at the one place in Tacoma <laughs> for Levi's <laughs> Christmas party. He picked up. He picked me up in his party bus, so I just went balls out. My buddy J Mac and I from my from the donkeys. And we're just crushing alcohol, just boom, 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 just getting effed up, effed up, more effed up. I'm hosting this party. I jump up on stage because I'm trying to have a conversation with the drummer while he's playing. Well, he thought it was hilarious and decided, you know what, how about you finish because you knew I played drums. So then I finished playing the drums and that like kicked in my, my drunkenness even further. So then I go to the, the bathroom and I'm hurling and I'm hurling. I'm, I'm, I'm like violently hurling. And I ripped out the handicap bars in the bathroom oh, and no. I come out holding them. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Two fist in the yes. handicap bars. Yes. Yeah, normally when you break stuff, they yes. don't dig that. The security guys, sir, we're going to, you're going to have to leave. And then everybody comes. No, he's hosting tonight's party. He can't be kicked out. We need you to leave the bar. I've got the bars in I my hand. I didn't realize this was in Tacoma, but that's oh, yeah. about the most Tacoma thing it's you could so have Tacoma. done. It really is. And I remember Levi got involved. Everyone's like, no, no, no. He's And, and they were convincing the security guy to let me stay and as long as I don't drink anymore <laughs> just so I can continue to host it. And I looked at the, all of them. I go, no. He's right. I should not be <laughs> You gotta get me out of here. Right. And he starts, the security guy starts laughing because he's like, what the hell? This is the most polite idiot that just ripped poles out of our wall. That's the thing. It's like, he's like, I'm really happy he's polite because he just ripped poles off of right. a wall. Like, I don't know what kind of strength he has. I've got drunk mutant strength or they were just very poorly attached to the walls. Probably, I'm going to yeah, pretend that they, they were I'm going to assume they were bolted on. That's yeah. Yeah, 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 too. <laughs> yeah, that's how the story should go. So I just yeah. left, went in the party bus and just passed out for like an hour and woke up and started drinking again. Did you get to keep the handrails? No, unfortunately. Oh, sort <laughs> of a bummer. I don't think Sid would really? be Yeah, I don't think Where Sid would have been okay. How was like, look what I got. I'm putting these by our toilet. So, yeah, suddenly Steve's, <laughs> suddenly Steve's downstairs toilet, which is his and yeah. his alone, has handicapped bars. Yeah, and like, it's like, wh why? That's the constipation rail, you know? When you're in panic mode, you got to grab Dude, a hold of something. I had to this well, morning. Well, clearly I was very constipated. <laughs> Rip it right, right off. off. I wish there was a picture of me just holding these ah! poles. I'm just imagining hey it, and that's all I need right now in my life. It's just the, the visual, like, just like in my brain, that visual. Like just oh, and then J-Mac almost got into a fight because while I'm hurling, some guy, I, I, I guess, was like, oh, look at this amateur puking in the bathroom. And Jay's just like... That's a Tacoma response, got, like, too. So, and, and Jay's <laughs> like, F you, you. What, you never got drunk where you needed to puke? And he's like trying to fight the guy because... That's just what we do. Yeah. That's another Tacoma thing. <laughs> no, I guess I have a bad friend, I guess, could be like, yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. That's really pretty sad. Right? Yeah. I know. I would kind of go know that idiot? Yeah, guy. it's one of my best friends. Yeah. 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 He's a good guy, Jay, but yeah. Jay wants to kill him. You want to split the money that's in his wallet or what? <laughs> if only the guy stayed in the bathroom that whole time, and then I, after I finished hurling, I just turn around and look at him like, you got a problem, and I'm holding Let's two go! Just <laughs> <laughs> go Chuck Norris on him and beat him half yeah. to death. This is the retelling the... Uh, of the uh, Steve Miggs story, <laughs> like for Netflix, yeah, right? Exactly. Unsolved mysteries. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, man. I don't know how to. I, I do want to give a moment. Uh, it's a, it's a bummer story. I definitely want Glenn to share more than anyone. I, I know it's not like a happy thing, but it's something that I think is important to talk about because an icon of the, of the music scene sadly left us yeah. uh, on the same day. News came out of the day of uh, Kurt's passing and Lane's passing. I got a text from Glenn. 
and I mean, I have my sh- I have my story that I'd love to share about Sean, but mine's more of a fan perspective. And I know you were friends with him, so I would love to give you the floor to show some love for Sean Smith, oh. former frontman of Pigeonhead, Brad Satchel, yeah, just, and just an all around incredible musician. Really, really remarkably talented guy, and and a really, really sweet. Anyone that's met him will tell you the same thing: like the sweetest, kindest, gentlest soul, and and just so remarkably talented. And yeah, I met him back. In the late 90s, man, you know, I was working wow. at, I was working at Guitar Center and popped in a, and a guy I worked with named Christian Aiton was a huge fan of everything Sean had done. I was like, dude, do you know who that is? That's Sean Smith. And that was the beginning of our friendship. And then not long after that, actually, um, I ended up uh, guitar teching at one show for Brad, oh, no which was the project he did with Stone and Thad. Yep. And yeah, like that, they came out, what, like two years after 10. Yeah. I think their debut record. So yeah, it was Stone like, they're, they're still riding the high of Pearl Jam's 10. And mm. I remember being in college getting that record. That's an incredibly good record, man. Well, everything Front Sean's ever done is yeah. great. But, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, and it was, so it was just one of those things where, you know, how it is playing music in Seattle, you intersect and intersect and intersect. And he was always just really, I would say he was a distant friend, but a distant friend over the course of 20 years where we'd bump into each other and, and have a long, heartfelt, very cool conversation and gotten him to see him perform a bunch of times over the years and just really remarkably talented guy and it's 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 very very sad um you know it's one of those things where uh tawny and i were just hanging out and she tends to like we'll be watching tv or whatever and she tends to be on her phone a lot kind of watching tv and then phone in the right hand sort of thing and and uh yeah she's like oh my god sean smith passed away and i'm like what and uh there wasn't much out there, but like seven or eight people had posted on his page directly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you know, it's one of those, is this real? Is this real? And then, you know, I kind of got in there and dug a bit and these are people I would assume that would know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just immediately called Brett because Brett had a, a, he had toured with him as well. goes way back when. So I called Brett. I was like, dude, I, I just heard this. And of course, no idea what had happened. Right. Um. It turns out, as I understand it, was complications, uh, complications uh, pertaining to diabetes. And then I just heard uh, through, I think, Reagan Hagar, uh, the drummer of Brad, I think, put out a statement saying it's not from diabetes. He did have diabetes, but I guess some people got the, the stories mixed, and apparently it was he also was battling a, a heart condition. I didn't know that. And I didn't know that either, but yeah. apparently he, he wanted to clear the air, so I'm glad you brought that up because I, apparently it had nothing to do with di- uh, complications from diabetes. It had something to do with um, him having a bad heart. I've kind of... Which is really unfortunate. Like the night it happened, I just, um, you know, it's one of those, what do you do, what do you say? And I'm, I'm not the type generally to... Especially with stuff like that. And it just seems like stuff like that happens to me all the damn time these past five, six years. Yeah. I don't do or say much. And finally, I was like, you know, I'll just go to his page and find a picture that I like and I'll post that. And there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no text. There's no nothing. It's just, here's a photo of Sean. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't say anything because what the hell am I going to say? You know, um, then it was kind of cool. Now, this is way back. I think it was 2010 or 11. Um, I had played at this house party. And Sean had played, and Linda Kemper, uh, or Linda Phillips now, J.T. Phillips' yeah, yeah. wife, she hit me up. She's like, oh, my God, do you know about this? And she's like, I have this video of you, Andrew, Bob Mesa, and Sean all jamming, freeform jamming what? at that party. And I went, oh, my God, would you send that to me? Yeah. So she sent me that, and I did post that. And I just said, you know, this was That's a pretty, cool. pretty neat thing from a lifetime ago. And then... The story that I shared, because she, she sent me this, is, no, I think I found it. I can't remember. I was kind of, <laughs> I was a little out of my head, I guess, in a weird way. But um, the f- 
way, 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 way back, um, 2000-ish, 99, 2000-ish, Sean and I were getting to be friends. He's like, well, dude, I'm doing this unplugged show at the tractor. Come come check it out. So I went and saw Sean at the tractor, and Sean did Purple Rain mm-hmm. on an acoustic guitar. He wasn't playing piano. He was playing guitar. And the way he did it on acoustic, I was like, dude, that is sick. Like, I'd always been a fan of the song, but whoa. Mm-hmm. So I went and learned it, and the reason I started playing Purple Rain and the reason I started covering it was because of Sean. That's cool. And someone at that same house party, Sean was there. So I'm like, hey, I'd like to play a song I didn't write, and Sean's in the kitchen. Like, if, if the camera pans, I don't even think you can see him back there, but he's in the kitchen watching me play, and I told the whole story. Like, I saw Sean do this at the tractor. It's not Prince. Sean's the reason I learned this song. Sean's the reason I play this song the way I do. Huh. And now that he's here, you know, 20 feet away from me, I'd like to play this song, and, and I did that. Wow. I played Purple Rain. Wow. And it's cool. It's a house party. Everyone's singing along at the chorus. Yeah. So I shared that video as well, and, and that was... Just a way of remembering my friend. That's all. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to. So there's, you know, just kind of that pertains to stuff that you can go find on social media. But it's, uh, you know, just me remembering my friend. And he was a really, really sweet, cool guy. And it's, to me, kind of tragic. You think about all the talent, and I mean serious talent in the world, that never really gets a fair shot and never gets a shake. Like, here's a guy that... <clears throat> should have been in a better place than he was. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and, and I'm not trying to make art and creativity about money. I'm not trying to say that. But here's but he a, shouldn't have to worry about bills. Here's a guy that struggled that was remarkably talented, that music, his music had been on major soundtracks and had reached the world on, on a probably a global level. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, the, the Pigeonhead track, oh my which goodness. was like an electronic-based Group, but that was a huge. Uh, that I say hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the song, but I mean, it was a monster hit at the end at one point. Yeah, I remember it. I mean, yeah, but yeah. well, you know, it just goes. It goes to show, and I mean, Sean and I more than once sat and talked about the ins and outs of the music business and social media, and just trying to get to a place where you can self-sustain. And we had had those conversations, which to me was always weird because I always saw him, and of course, always will see him as being, you know towers upper echelon above where i'm at or maybe will ever be as a musician i saw him as you know the stratosphere and i'm in a ditch and he's talking to me about man what do you think about trying to and i remember and that was over a decade ago having those conversations and i'm thinking damn dude like times are tough because this guy's like a superhero right this guy should be able to pay his bills with his voice (laughs) yeah and his piano playing i mean his piano playing. oh god his songwriting Um, yeah so remarkably talented guy and if if you know, it's it's a tragedy that we've lost him, and I also think um, it's a bit of a crime. Just it is the music business, and emphasize the word business, and that's just the way it is. But it's a crime that more people didn't know who he was. And it always um, made me like even look, even with all this, people have been like, I had no idea who this guy was until right. I saw your post, and I'm like, well, take di- some time and get dig to know in. him. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a, I got several private messages. Like I had never even heard of this guy, and I'm like, you need to take a minute because you're about to get your mind blown. By this, by this artist. Oh yeah, I mean, I highly so. recommend Shame, which is the debut record from Brandon. It makes you think about just the, the what an awesome dude Stone Gossard is. At the time of the height of Pearl Jam, he wanted to probably help his friend's voice get out there and use the success of being in Pearl Jam to kind of, you know, what I mean, like get attention on this a group of musicians, not just him, but like you know. I would imagine his head is like, this guy is just way too talented not to have the world hear what he's about. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean that album, Interiors. 
the story I have is just, well, first of all, he's one of the few people I legit fanboyed on, and it wasn't very long ago. Like, this happened. Oh, really? This happened at the Bruiser Brody show at Highway 99 Blues Club. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I ever met Sean Smith. I mean, oh, really? I've seen him countless times. I've always wanted to. I've, we've talked about it before. I've wanted to have him on the MIGS cast. Oh, I man, just, he would have come up in a heartbeat, man. You know, I didn't like, have the courage. I, oh, honestly, Steve. He was, if he was here to hear you say that, he'd be the first person to laugh. Yeah, man, dude. So know? my story, yeah. so here, to paint a picture, obviously I fell in love with Brad when as a Pearl Jam geek when that record first came out. I still contend it's right up there as I love that album just as much as 10. Like I just love that record. It's such a, especially because you get it and you expect it to be Pearl Jammy because you know that the guy in Pearl Jam's in it. And then the first song is Buttercup. Yeah. And you're like, this is not Pearl Jam. This is nowhere near Pearl yeah, Jam. Something this else. Is, this yeah. is beautiful and funky and cool. And I fell in love with them from there. But our wedding, uh, my ma- wedding with Sid, I don't have any other weddings. <laughs> so I, I don't know why I needed uh, that one critical wedding. Yeah, right. My <laughs> first wedding that lasted 42 hours. The one that's still going on. <laughs> TBA. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, or TBD. Yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, no, to our wedding, the music of Brad is like a ridiculous amount of use. We, we use it so much in our wedding, like to the point where our bridal parties come down to the day brings. Because in my opinion, that there aren't many better songs ever written than that song. It's, yeah. And it fit perfectly. Sid and I loved it. We used Buttercup, a couple other songs off of the first record, just playing in the background while the ceremony was going on. So the music of Brad, especially, and then Mother Love Bone a little bit too, but the music of Brad is basically the soundtrack of our wedding. Oh, wow, man. So that's how much we, um, both my wife and I love them. I mean, right before we got married, we went and saw Brad at the Showbox, which turned into an impromptu Mother Love Bone reunion wow. at one in the morning. Every member that's alive jumped on stage with Sean Smith, and they did four Mother Love Bone songs, including the song that we danced at our wedding to, Gentle Groove, uh, which was kind of like a cool, I bet. like almost like a weird sign, like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, you know, we're looking at each other. I mean, I got goosebumps just talking about it. Like, that's how important his voice and his music and his songwriting has been to just our romantic endeavors. I don't know how else to say it. No, I get so, it, man. Yeah. yeah. So now fast forward to... The show at, at Highway 99 Blues Club where we played with Ben Smith, right? Yeah. And Ben has, he's an incredible drummer, and he just has a rotating door of artists that jump up on stage with him. The and friends. Yes. I always make that joke. Because <laughs> people are like, dude, are you jamming? I'm like, I don't think I'm an and friend. Not, just, not tonight. <laughs> and it's not meant as anything more than just a joke. I think it's, fu- it's fun to say, you know. But yeah, he, he gets these remarkably talented guys to join. Yeah. Him, and yeah. And so we had Sean there. So we, I, I can't remember what where it was in the night. But I mean, I was already gone. Like, you know, it's it one of those nights back in the, the, the Tavish driving me to and from our shows so i part <laughs> yeah so now i'm in the backstage and it's me at the moment i think it was just me and sean smith and then at some point tavis came in and some other people but at yeah. one point it was just me and sean smith oh, you didn't talk to him no i did oh there you go what did it go badly <laughs> i licked his face no I'm oh, wow i'm kidding escalated so now i'm like um now i got liquid cards i'm like ah screw it so i'm like sean my name's steve nice to meet you he's like hey man nice to meet you super nice yeah n- n- at no point did he give off an attitude of no. i don't want to. he's like the nicest y- most grounded person dude yeah which may have been maybe was not good for him because then it just made me feel more welcome to share how i felt about him oh so now here it comes. i go hey man I'm just going to put on my fanboy hat for a second. <laughs> hey, you warned him. And I was like, I just told him everything I just said right now, basically. That's, but see, that's really cool. And I said, your music 
legitimately is the soundtrack to my wedding. Like, if my wife was here, she'd probably be just as excited to, like... And what was his response to that? He thanked me and then said, should I give you my address to send you, so you could send me some royalty checks for using... <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, looked at him, like... And he just starts laughing. He goes, no, nah, man, thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm taking off my fanboy hat, and now we could be cool. Right. And he just laughed about that. Eventually, I left. So, like, I shared the story on a blog at KSW.com. But, like... In the back of my head, I'm like, God, I just came off like a total dweeb. To- I doubt it. <laughs> but that's how I felt. I doubt so it. I get a message from uh, Tavis, because obviously he knew him as well as a buddy with him. And I didn't even like, he must have read my blog or read my post on Facebook, because out of the blue, I was, and I was kind of, th- at the moment when I got this text, I was thinking about it. It was just really like, oh, wow. I was listening to a lot of Sean Smith doing some chores around uh, Sunday at 1238. So I was doing, I was vacuuming listening to Sean Smith solo stuff, and I was crying. And I opened up the message, and, I, and it just said, hey, Sean and I talked about you that night. And I was like, oh, great. What is this? And Don't like, know. And, yeah. and I wrote, hopefully good things. And he goes, uh, I looked at him after you talked to him and I, when you left the room, and I said, in reference to you, I said, he's truly a good soul. And Sean looked at me and said, I could tell. Uh, and that's cool. I, I was like, that's freaking cool. Even if you're lying to me, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. No, I but doubt dude, I was it, like, that, that's my only... He sounds uh, like an amazing guy. Yeah, like, man. He really does. And, and um, I did want to play a little bit of... I, I, this is a record I found on uh, Bandcamp, and you can find it as well. It's just called the Bristol Folk House. He went to a place in, in uh, overseas in England, I believe, in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, back in 2015, and just did like this small, intimate performance that they recorded. And what I love about this performance is... They just mic'd it where you hear the the, the, the bench creaking as he's moving. Yeah, it's wow. a room. Yeah, it's yeah. very raw. And uh, you know, I'll play a little bit of uh, the song that I geeked out over, which is "The Day Brings," and it was the uh, final song he played that night, uh, just to give you a little bit of a taste of. Yeah. 
first show of the tour and the only one with a grand piano. I hadn't been asleep since I flew out of Se- from Seattle. I was a bit concerned about being recorded, but my fears were for not. Turned out great and the crowd felt like family. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is so haunting, but it's so beautiful too. And it's like an uplifting song. It's a, like yeah. listening to the lyrics, mm-hmm. but it's just like, wow. Have you ever heard the... Um, the uh, recorded version? No. Oh, th- just to give you a taste of it. That's really cool. The recorded version. E- it was all over the radio. Uh, it was. Uh, it or sounds, early to mid-90s. It sounds really, really familiar. I bet when you, you might remember it, because it was on the end quite a bit back in those times. Well, I was still on the East Coast when that broke, and it was all over the radio on the East Coast, too. And that one's off of their second record, Interiors. Wow. Let's see if I, I think I got it right here. Because yep. I got here in 97. Yeah. So this was pre. I was still. I, I might even still yeah, be in Maryland. Was, really? Yeah. It had to be yeah. 90, It was ninety, probably like ninety-five, maybe ninety-six. Yeah. Yeah. Has that cool? Like, there's just a little bit of a funk to it. Yeah, our boy Brett. I think he TM'd them on this. Actually, the, even the one I checked that one show on to substitute for George, uh, Brett was tour managing him. Oh, no way. Mixing him, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He did that for, for Screaming Trees for a while as oh. well. Brett's really been around. We gotta get Brett in here one day. I bet he'd do it. Yeah, get your stories. Story time with Brett. Yeah. A talented guy. It made me sound like a good drummer. <laughs> yeah, I remember this song. Yep. Yeah, right here, yeah. Like, this is a little more uplifting yeah. than the other one. But the other one, like I just like I said, it's like so haunting. And it's just like when he's just there with the piano. This on uh, oh, Buttercup. I got goosebumps, man. This is the one where you can really hear the chair. Like, because it's such a... You hear, like, time you, like, hit something like this. I don't know why I just like how raw that is. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We both try to cover it up with a sign. Just a matter of time. 
It's just a matter of time. That was probably a snafu, and he looked up the crowd and acknowledged it. And I it's bet. just yeah. a a part, I, I should fast forward. Time. There's a part in this song where he forgets the words, and he just kind of like, kind of just goes improv on yeah. it. It's pretty it's awesome. Just <laughs> A bummer thing, but I just felt like it needed to come no, up. No, it's, it's not a bummer, man. It's worth talking about. Celebrate the man's life. And he even posted something that a lot of people are sharing, and he said, uh, I just like rest in peace. I don't want to rest in peace. I want to soar like an eagle and have a glorious time. So, soar like an eagle, Sean. It's yeah. a, a definite severe loss for the Seattle music scene. And I know that they were recording a new Brad record. I didn't know that. Apparently, that's oh, they were a couple days in on the recordings. Oh, God. So, I, I, I don't know if anything was... Recorded, and if so, that would be a pretty incredible thing to hear. Yeah, I'm sure that if there's anything that they captured, I'm sure they'll push to, to get it out there for people to enjoy. Yeah, maybe some scratch vocals, even if I, his scratch vocals will still be like, yeah, his scratch vocals, it's are like keepers, mad, right? Like yeah, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just exactly. the guy's got the pipes of an amazing individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we do some voicemails, some emails, and some text messages? Messages, messages. What'd you forget? Another part of the story. <laughs> well, we get to the after the song. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, oh, what a severe 180 this is from what we were just listening to. It is. I do have, like, a funny little part of that night when um, I ended up being back in that back room and fanboyed with Sean Smith. At some point, uh, our friend Intasar, she was back there because uh, she was also, I think, one of the end friends. That night, or was she doing uh, a solo she, she acoustic? She did a solo acoustic opening set with John. I oh, thought fun. you might be right. Yes, and then we played, and then Ben closed the night. I think it's how that went. Well, at some point in the in the back of the old Highway 99 Blues Club, there used to be a piano. So Sean was just jamming on the piano, warming up, and uh, Tess decided just to start like freestyle singing. And so I, I grabbed <laughs> uh, some of the audio. Oh, really? Because it, it it just shows just the most. <laughs> How random this night was. Because, again, I'm a fanboy of Sean Smith. I'm now in the back, sitting no further than you guys are to me, watching him play the piano. That's cool. As our friend Tess is singing a song that is really not a It's just about getting the F up. Like, so here, just, <laughs> I, I believe it's a review. Oh, job will be a little you. bit easier. Thank but you so much. This is basically what was going on. He does more on his phone than I do in my waking life. Yeah. Dude, I do How so much do on his phone. If without this phone, I'm nothing. So <laughs> I just want to hire Steve's phone to help with my career. Hey, Steve's phone. Can you do this for me? <laughs> Steve's phone, man. Listen, here's what I need. So here we go. Nope. 
At some point, you just start telling I'm going to pop you off. It's one of those things that like, people are always like, dude, can I get backstage? And I'm always like, it's not like you think it is. And then, Man, there's a way I got, can, can I get a backstage pass? Right. Dude, it's not like you think it's it is. It's not a weird, insane and party. So here's what's really going on. <laughs> you know, like, people just big, make yeah, it the random up stuff. You can have just as much fun right there at the bar. Uh, there's <laughs> right. nothing going on backstage. It's not that cool. We're just killing me. brain cells. There's no yeah. blow. You've seen too many movies. You know, <laughs> right. you, you, half the time it's a bunch of people just trying to sleep. Yeah. Or maybe eat a meal in peace. Yes. You know, could I get backstage? There is nothing back there. Well, there's just one person banging on the, <laughs> banging on the piano. Yeah, we got another person freestyling. Yeah, and Sean like, and Tess jamming, and someone's there? probably having dinner. You know, yeah, like, that oh, that's what's yeah, up, bro. I'm yeah. eating, and I'm like, oh, I'll film this. This is kind of cool. <laughs> that's like the first time I ever brought my wife back. I think it might have been for an Alice in Chains stage announcement. And we get back there, and she's like, so this is what backstage is all about. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, wow. People are excited to have a couch to sit on. They're having fun. <laughs> So boring. Yeah. Yeah. You're standing in the dark on the side where the sound is terrible, and then you get to go out there and say, hi, everybody, yeah. and then walk away. Yeah, there's there's cold beverages, there's warm food, and there's like comfortable usually, seating. Comfortable usually, seating, yeah. clean restrooms. Maybe some meal service. You know? yeah, right. yeah, apparently at the Commodore, I was talking to my buddy Tony Brony, who's a wrestler, and they use the Commodore for like their big ECCW um, shows, ballroom brawls. He's, he's like, nice bathrooms. He goes, they got showers in the, ba- in the back and oh, bathrooms. Oh, there you go. Which is a huge plus for wrestlers, because sometimes wrestlers, you don't, you're like, at, of all fitness, there's no bathroom in the back in the dressing room. So if you got to go pee, either you're peeing in a Gatorade bottle or you're yep. hoping there's not a line. No, oh, dude. Like last week I wrestled on uh, Friday night and I'm ready and my nerves kicked in. I'm like, I got to poop. And so I'm like, I got to. So I, luckily it was before doors were fully open. So I oh. run to the bathroom and one of the guys, Herman Nerdstrom, like, he has his clippers in his hand. I'm like, he's like, do you need to use the bathroom? I'm like, I was like, I got, I'm going to poop my pants. I got to poop. He goes, well, I need to shave my, I need to trim my hair. I'm like, trim, I got to go. I was like, bro, trim your hair somewhere else, man. Cause I got poop. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, fine, that's fine. And then out comes one of the guys, one of the wrestlers. And he just looks at me and goes, sorry. And I was like, what? He goes, I just pooped oh, in there. I'm like, well, you're I, about to add. I was like, all right. So I go in there and it's bad as it is. And I made it worse. And I get out and there's another wrestler, this guy, Eddie Pearl, who's from Portland. Like, I got to get in there and brush sorry. my teeth. It's sorry, like, dude, don't go. Don't go. <laughs> and dude, I look at him. He looks at me. I go, sorry, Eddie. It's two of us have, have destroyed this bathroom before you even walked in. I like in. how you do preface it by saying it wasn't just me, yeah, It man. wasn't just me. Oh, no. I wasn't, <laughs> if I was capable of that, I deserve a medal. <laughs> and so then uh, he's so just like. Warfare. And all I could hear is as he's walking, he goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of that jazz bone show when, when Tavis was like running around upstairs like, Steve violated the ozone I layer. Did. I <laughs> did. But Tavis was out of his mind and losing his mind. Oh, and honestly, man. from the steps, it was kind of like, damn. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. and you know, Steve's trying to just quietly be a gentleman and, and leave the area. And not deal with it. Yeah. Tavis is running around in circles, flailing his arms. Yeah. Did you smell what Steve that had was, done? I mean, all around, that yeah. was an interesting yeah. show. Yeah. That was a great show. It was an amazing show. You sat show. next to a guy with a bedazzled jacket. I did, and I was, well, we went to Marymart beforehand, so I was I basically be. stuck to the oh, wall yeah. because I had three uh, three candies, and, and Billy looked at me, Billy over at Marymart, and he's like, how many did you have? I was like, I had three candies. And he's like, oh no. And I was like, wait, 
Oh no! And that, yeah, I was feeling the music. Dude, we were literally having a conversation about the Mary Mart effect on that show. <laughs> well, that, that was the same night. show where the fogger broke down. Yeah, yes. and it went nuts. And so, like, I looked to the right, and there was no band. No, there was no drummer. <laughs> I was, and I was sitting there next to a dude, literally with the, just the like. It was almost like a mirror ball jacket. Yes. And I was like, and I'm just feeling the music, and then I look up, and there's mirror ball jacket, and then there's just smoke. Well, we and were playing everywhere. Uh, I was like, uh oh. I remember because we were playing still waiting. The first time it blew up, and Travis changed the lyrics. He's like, "I can't see my drummer. No, I can't see my bass player." And he, he, was he was gone. Like singing yeah, about- like just didn't exist anymore. <laughs> and I'm laughing while I'm, I'm like, "This is like the visual equivalent of what's going on in all of our heads right now." Yeah, like, exactly yeah, yeah. What is happening? But yeah. So, oh, speaking of uh, Mary Mart, Billy from Mary Mart will be joining us next week to talk about. 420. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. Because this year is just flying by, and April 20th is almost I here. Oh, I thought like January took forever to get through, and now it's April. No. Right. I'm like, oh, crap. We do have a voicemail <laughs> at 253 Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing we're a doing show. Messages. Oh, you know what makes me f***ing crazy? Oh, When people ask language. you a question, you go to all the trouble to answer their question, and then they look at you like you're a f***ing moron. It's like, were you even listening to me? If you ask me for directions and I tell you go north and you take a left, you go north and take and left. No. There's nothing else to, what do you want me to like hold your hand and walk yes. you down the street? Please. What the hell is that? I mean, come on, people. Like, just pay f***ing attention. I'm answering your question. Stop looking at me like you're a f***ing cartoon character. Just listen and follow my directions. For God's sake, I can't stand f***ing people. First question, Boston oh. or New York? I, I'm thinking Boston. That's what yeah. I was thinking, but then it kind of morphed into like a New York halfway through. But I, I wonder wasn't if listening. she should rethink I her career listening. as a guidance counselor. <laughs> yeah, right? She's so mad. She ends with, I hate effing people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was that last so part. Mad. So how long have you been a therapist? You know? <laughs> I can't people. <laughs> I know two words that her husband probably says a lot. Yes, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I kind of agree with her. I hate it when somebody asks a question, you answer it, and they're like, that's not the answer I want. I don't believe that you. Or it's like I it's like then why did you ask a question? Are you just throwing it out there to the universe like somebody will hopefully well, answer it. You know, you got to you got to ask a, this question which is what does anyone around her with two black eyes say? Nothing she already knows. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. She already told him twice. Yeah. <laughs> she will punch them. She, will she punch does them. sound like she's ready to hit somebody. I will say, though, when I when I moved mm-hmm. out here from, so from Maryland, mm-hmm. well, then I lived in Florida, but we're still trying to forget that. Yeah, Florida um, now. No. Good luck with that. Sorry, people of Florida. <laughs> no, um, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I left. Your, your state was improved the minute I crossed out. The great test one said about people in Florida. Get the F up and get out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got here and... It was a very new thing to me. There were several things that were new, but one of the the, the the thing that I couldn't wrap my head around was people would be like, yeah, so when you get off the freeway, just head south. And I'd be like, well, when I get off the freeway, do I turn right or left? And then they would repeat south. And I'd say, I don't travel with a goddamn compass. Right. When I get to the bottom of the exit, do I turn right or left? They go, well, you turn right. And I'm like, thank you. Why would you not just say that? I'm glad you said that because I had the same problem too when I first moved out here. Everyone was going north, south, east, west. And I'm like, I know left, right. Dude. Keep driving straight. And living here. And living here. That's one of those things that frustrates me with my wife is she's not, she doesn't have the directional, like, wherewithal. Nobody said north, south on the east coast. And And you don't say that. That's what I've learned. You don't say that. Yeah. And I. You go up, down, left, right. No, left, right. yeah, yeah. It, when you get off the exit, there's there's a there's a sharp left. You don't want that one. You kind of want the center lane. It'll be kind of a, a veering left. Um, but you don't say that. You don't head southwest. 
you know, what do I got a sundial and a dashboard? You what what just, do you? You just don't know like where you are like right now. No. Do you know which way you guys are facing? No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. Well, yeah, I got to think of where the stadium is. I know no. that's south. <laughs> I've lived here now for some kind of northish. Like, no, dude, I've lived here for 22 right, years. Yeah. Now I can totally say, yeah, dude. It's you know, once you get off the freeway, just head north. I just How figured. About, I just figured that was just something everyone no. did. Once you learn living on this side, I yeah. lived here long enough to figure out where the ocean was. And exactly. The ocean is west, so the rest of it's easy. Exactly. But it took about a year yeah. for me to get, because I'd be up in Everett and I'd be like, well, where's the ocean now? And so it <laughs> took a while. It's up, down, left, right. So, but, you know, if you, if you have any common sense, yeah, so when you get off exit 155, turn left. And I'd be, I'd be like, so, yeah, Glenn, 155, and then you're just going to head north. And, and I'm like, one of th- which way? And then they'd look at me like I was stupid for asking. It's like when people say, yeah. when you go to the store, you bring me back a pop. And you say, a pop? Do you want Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Sprite, 7-Up? What the hell's a pop? That's like in Atlanta if you are And then they Coke. look at you like you're stupid. Well, a pop's Mountain Dew. Yeah, exactly. The first time someone did that, I worked in a mailroom at Puget Power. you got to choke them out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to the vending machine. And the woman's like, can you grab me a pop? And I thought she said pot. And I'm like, whoa. You guys, just, you guys here? just have pot in the vending. I, I was like, this <laughs> West Coast is the best coast. And then I realized it was pop. And I was like, what? Who says pop? Well, then you realize the whole pop thing is relevant to whatever their favorite soda. Their favorite yeah. pop is. And so, like, I dated a girl forever. Can I guess you, I'm very can you get me a pop? specific when I do that. Yeah. Pop meant Mountain Dew. I will say, will you bring me a Coke? If they don't have Coke, will you bring me a ginger ale? I think so, yeah. Specifically I think that's what Canada I do too, Dry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never said pop or soda. Now, if I'm drinking a Coke, and I have a second Coke, I might hold up the Coke, visible Coke can in front of your eyes and say, would you like an ice cold soda? Because you know what I'm handing you. Yeah. But when people say, go to the store and bring me back a pop, you know, it's like, with bring the, me food. What do you want? With the direction. Any type of food. With okay, the directional here's a Slim Jim and a Snickers. <laughs> I wanted filet mignon. Well, then you should indicate that. With the directional thing. I sound thing, like I've, our callers now. Yeah, you are. With the directional <laughs> thing, I can't think, stand effing people. I figured it out. It's just because it's so easy because, yeah. Now I'm, we know why they call invent. <laughs> like, the east is always the mountains. The west is always the ocean. So what if it's nighttime and you're in unfamiliar territory? Mm. Yeah, I'm still pretty good with that. You I, can still turn left or right. I'm really good at reading maps, and it came from playing what years if there's and no years map? of video games. He's and Johnny it's cloudy. There's no over stars here. to guide you. You're like a sea captain. I can't necessarily do the <laughs> stars, but I'll generally know like where I am. What's that thing called that the, the sea captains use? Revs out there by the oh, side of the road yes. with his crazy this parallelogram thing with no the scope idea. on it or whatever. <laughs> Master commander. Know. Yeah, that's not going to work. Lieutenant Cannon. We begin northward. Uh, no, you put me on a boat. I'll just puke. So uh, <laughs> I avoid that at all costs. Left cannon. Lieutenant Cannon. Two degrees larboard. <laughs> you know, larboard. Yeah, we got. Uh, Thing. Uh, I sure it is. Watch Master and Commander. They say it. Okay. We got an email at uh, thebingscats at gmail.com from Brandon. Guys, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it out for the Steel Panther shows, but I Aww. swear I saw somewhere that you guys had a show scheduled July 13th for the Lime up in Kirkland, but I can't seem to find any info anymore. Am I losing my mind and the that line. was never a thing, or is there somewhere I can find info? Thanks, guys. Much love from Brandon in Spokane. That's a true story. July 13th. July 13th with the crying spell at the Lime and uh, Oh. Let me make sure Good I thing we let Steve know. We'll need to cancel hey, Steve. his <laughs> Caribbean vacation. Oh, I have possible Bruiser Brody acoustic set written down. Well, you should uh, probably that, take out the possible. It's no longer possible, and it's also a full electric set. All right. Yeah. So you can just put oh. Lieutenant Smedley just brought me the orders. It <laughs> is. Let us head southeast. Goodbye, possible. <laughs> set a new course. <laughs> And goodbye, acoustic set. <laughs> Liquid. Now, here's a question. Lime. Now, Steve, if it yes, was sir? an acoustic set, 
as the drummer, what the hell do you do? I play the box, brah. I got that cajon. Oh, that's right. And a tambourine. Okay. Yeah, I'll be playing that. Be- but because- now I get to play the drums. Because I've seen, uh, one of the bands that I've seen acoustic was Stone Evergreen Travelers. And it was because their drummer at the time had uh, had another obligation. So they were playing down at the valley and it was just in a, an he acoustic set. poor directions and was headed south. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like that thing. It's like, yeah, what does a drummer do when it's acoustic? It's kind of like the cruel Guns N' Roses video where, they, you know, patience had no drums, so yeah. Steven Adler, like, every once in a while they just show him, like, lighting some candles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'd always Getting watch that video. Water. Like, man, that's not cool. You know, like, Steven, what are you gonna, we got, can I be in the video, guys? No, you're not playing on the song. Can I please be in the video? Alright, light them candles. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 try and look more somber, Steven. Look thoughtful. All hell. Yeah, just like them candles. Just, Speaking just of Steven Adler, one of my favorite parts of the book, If you, have you ever seen the uh, Guns N' Roses live performance at the Ritz in Hollywood? It was like yes. the iconic MTV performance, like, right when Appetite came out. It's yeah. one of the greatest if you know, if you oh, haven't seen it, look it up that. on YouTube. It's there. And it's a, a phenomenal performance because it's like Guns N' Roses at their earliest, rawest phase when they first got some pub and some notoriety. And so in the book, he talks about it. And if you watch it, you'll notice they show Steven Adler quite a bit in that live performance. Apparently, he was the only person that was nice to the crew. Like oh. everybody else, were just <laughs> just drunk, hammered, and, and that tracks. I yeah. remember that performance a lot because when you watch the footage of it, frequently Slash steps out in front of the lights, so mm-hmm. you pretty much you get a silhouette of him yes. for the whole show. He's barely That's lit. Cool. He's barely lit. Dude. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. it's a great performance. But Stephen Adler's in it a lot, and he contends he was because, the nice one because he was nice to everybody. They made it a point to show him a lot in the special, <laughs> which I thought was pretty freaking cool. And the band's like light damn candles. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> got another Brucey Brody Ignite question. Ignite this incense. Ooh. Blow it out. Thoughtfully. Uh, this is the one I meant I, th- that started me leaving the room to get. Uh, Gretchen said, Good luck in Vancouver, fellas. Wish I could be there, but I have a silly question. Do you guys get a rider? If so, I'm curious what's on it. Green M&M's, LOL. We from can read Gretchen. it. We can read I it. Have, you I, have a, so you guys actually do have a rider. We do, we do have a hospitality rider. That's they, fantastic. They want all of our information because we're coming from America, so they have some immigration paperwork, but they also said, let us know what you want on your rider. Finger sandwiches. A so, compass so we can find our way home. <laughs> so this is South Glen. South. <laughs> I have to say, I, I, I feel like, let's see what Rev thinks of our rider. I feel okay. like it's a, very, it's a very modest rider. Well-rounded. Okay, so we want a case of water. All right, that makes sense. A deli tray with condiments. Okay, so a deli tray with just condiments, or do you want sandwiches on that condiment? We want lunch meat. And we also want a loaf of bread. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so you want to make be able to make your own sandwiches. Right. That makes sense. A veggie tray. Nice. Beer. Now, are you specifying beer? I'm fine with Coors Light. I don't care what kind of beer. They could give us whatever. If it's free, it's good. What if it's Coconut or Molson? I was going to say cool, Molson. Cool, cool. I'm in. Labatt's <laughs> Blue. Cool, cool, I don't cool, even cool, know cool. if they still make Coconut. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, Loser. <laughs> no uh, one gets it. All the millennials off, are lost. Eh? <laughs> Jack Daniels. Ooh. Nice. Whiskey. Energy drinks. Oh, you didn't specify which energy drinks. There was a round robin debate actually last night. and then Couldn't uh, figure out what they have. Everyone wanted to oh, tap yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Do they I have think they're Canadian? monster. Okay, yeah, because I mean. I think the Commodore is a monster facility. Okay, yeah. Monster's solid. Yeah. Peanut butter. <laughs> Peanut butter. Bananas. What? Bagels. Cream cheese. Towels. And then my favorite. Roasted chicken. A roasted chicken. So just one roasted chicken or <laughs> parts yeah. of roasted chicken? Are you just letting them suss it up Jeff, themselves? Jeff made a football-like gesture with his hands, which indicates a bird. 
Now, you'll understand. I speak Rouse for those of you that don't. We have an Airbnb house that we're staying at. So what we're hoping nice. is that we get these things and some of we these can things can be pocketed that's the plan. each night. No, that's the way you roll, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then we can eat it for breakfast and lunch and oh, not have solid. to go broke. Solid. Yeah. Nice. That's where we want bagels. That's, that's where thinking. we want bananas. I was wondering that about- That was my only suggestion. Everyone had something to say. I'm like, I kind of want bananas. Bananas thought, was a good call. And I felt like the biggest dork. And then Glenn saved my ass. He goes- Actually, I'm kind of with Steve. I think we should get bananas. Bananas is a you good need idea. Some potassium there. Yeah. I understand what I just you're like going. A banana with that. in the morning. Bananas are good, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's our our rider, which got me thinking about. That's pretty solid. It's a very it's a very basic rider. I feel like we'll get. Do you think we're going to get everything? We'll see. I think it's I think it's easy enough. <laughs> I think that I love it. Initially, it grew a bit. Initially, Jeff Ross was like deli tray and a bottle of whiskey and i was like god i love that guy yeah and, <laughs> you know you know jeff has been you're my people you're just my people aren't you you get me jeff's yeah. a touring machine so if anyone i i would default to jeff yeah. i would and then he goes a rotisserie chicken i know and that's the one thing that i think that you're not going to get for the some chicken? for some reason you think that might be the deal breaker i think the rotisserie got, like, i don't duck. think it's a, i don't think it's a deal breaker i just think what about it's some chicken fingers gonna, yeah it's going to be something like I'm okay with that. shredded chicken or Side like chicken pieces or chicken wings <laughs> but i don't think you're going to get a rotisserie chicken i would like four live goslings <laughs> ryan and his brothers so that's what we're going to be putting on our rider. That's what pretty you, cool. What that's would you ride. want on your rider, there, Ev? Um, geez, if it's BC, man, uh, some BC bud. Yeah, bra. actually, yeah, like a bong, weed, bong and some weed. I'd be pretty down for. You're going to want nom though. <laughs> You're going to want some munchies after you. Yeah, I know. Bag of chips. You're yeah. going to need like a PlayStation and a bag of chips, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm performing, I don't like like with something along those lines. I don't need any distractions. I don't want like a video game system. I think the food uh, selection you got was pretty solid, but maybe instead of the I I'm, I want chicken wings. Like essentially that's what I would be yeah. down for at that point. But beyond that, you guys had some really good uh, the lunch meat here. It was pretty like, straightforward. Yeah. Maybe maybe in maybe some coke zeros but that's about it mm. just because i'm a homer for those i feel like we get those for free just by going to the bar i could drink jack daniels instead of coke zero we didn't think about that <laughs> yeah, yeah what are you gonna mix you don't mix see i'm not I a jack daniels guy. Like, look, I'm there, there's a case the of water like, so yeah. i have a water back <laughs> if i need one you know like oh that last one burns a bit i think i'll rinse it down with some water yeah. It's a good call. It's probably a smart one. I'll have a jack and water. <laughs> I, I've ordered those many times. Yes. Actually, it bums me out sometimes because I'll be like, yeah, can I get a neat Jack Daniels and then like uh, just a water? And then they'll bring me a jack and water. I'm like, man, I pretty sure I separated those two. I'm going to drink this. Yeah. But oh, I, they I, put the water in? Yeah, because oh, jack man. and water is common. And it's is like, it I really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Jack and water is Got to dilute your uh, alcohol there? Yeah, no thanks, man. Just give me a neat Jack Daniels. And then just and in then case. And then water to sip on. Sometimes you get a little burn, sometimes you don't. But when you get a little burn, mm. just a sip. It's kind of like I when you're drinking red wine, you're enjoying a nice pinot every once in a while. Just yeah. a sip of water, dude. It's kind of nice. Hmm. I didn't know that. You can keep the wine, dude. Yeah, because sometimes, depending on the wine, it'll dry your mouth out a bit. I yeah. don't. I don't like sparkling wines. I don't do white wines. I can't hang with it. You know, like rosé. I like reds. I like all reds, and then specifically pinots. I love. But every once in a while, your mouth will just get kind of dried out. Yeah. Just a little sip of water just sets everything straight, and I find that that's also helpful with uh, my whiskey. Hmm. Wow. You know? And when I, when I drink my Jack Daniels on there at the bar, like, oh, I'm sensing notes of, you know, oh, this has a... You should. You should yeah, just start the, doing that. The, the chlor- chlorophylls are in bloom, head southeast. <laughs> it I'm, sounds like you're talking about what you're talking Smedley. about there. Set a new course. 
<laughs> I do like I was. I came across the story of the most ridiculous tour riders in history, and it's all stemming from I guess Steve Aoki, the DJ. At one point, I guess he had a two-page tour rider that had he wanted uh, six large black V-neck shirts, six pairs of men's underwear, six pairs of men's socks. Which I mean, he's not indicating size. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's a good point. Indicate size. They, they get them they all in, like know small. His size, it's like, Glenn. Dude. I do like Slayer at some point. They put on their, uh, their, their rider. A hundred snow white goats for slaughter. A halal butcher to slaughter the goats. Freezer bags and coolers to preserve the goat meat. And four yoga ball chairs. Black. What if you... You like, walk in, the members of Slayer are just bouncing on yoga balls. Sup, dude? Like, man, it's Trent. great to meet you. Will you hold still long enough to sign this? No. no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, like no. look at him in the eye. No. 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 Trent no. Reznor wanted two Jerry boxes of corn. Jerry keeps popping his ball with those ridiculous bracelets. You know? <laughs> they call him the great deflator. <laughs> Trent Reznor needed two boxes of cornstarch, and it said very important next to it. I think it might be to make no. I was thinking like maybe to make to one make, of those volcanoes, oh, like fake blood or something like that, because you can use cornstarch. But I'm like, he, I would imagine yes, more along those lines if it was a Manson show as opposed to a Nine Inch Nails show. How about this one, Motley Crue? They back in I guess their sober days, they wanted a local AA meeting schedules. They also wanted a submachine gun, a 12 foot boa constrictor, and a jar of crepe gray poupon mustard. And according to the story, I don't know if it's true or not, but back in 88, Vince Neil found the wrong mustard backstage, lost his ass, threw the bottle at the wall, it bounced back and severed an artery in his thumb. Jesus. Instant karma's going to get you. Yeah. One time I get you right on the thumb. I remember I was interviewing uh, Trey Cool of Green Day once, and he was like, just being a pain in the ass during the interview. We were backstage, and he was just like throwing things against the wall that were on it, and then talking about their rider. But the big thing he said, the one thing I got out of this really uncomfortable interview was um, that he, he would always <laughs> get new underwear. A-hole? Yeah. He was a pain in the ass. I think he was just trying to, he's just ADED. I think he's wacky. super ADD. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have that a while, issue. You're like, okay, dude, like you don't need to throw things against the wall. You don't have to be this guy. Like he was throwing like, you know, just random like cans of soda or pop, um, water, <laughs> whatever. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> but but apparently underwear and socks were huge because he just said- You're on tour. Yeah, on that tour, you don't want to constantly pack underwear and socks. Mm, um, makes sense. What else? Uh, Marilyn Manson, he wanted those Haribo uh, gummy bears, only that brand. Mm, that's interesting. A, t- a bald, toothless hooker. <laughs> All right, that's a what little bit more on her? brand there. Are you Mr. Marathon? Would you let me call you Brian? <laughs> Don't call me Brian. <laughs> I do like DMX. He demanded three boxes of condoms and one gallon of Hennessy. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. He was joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was that's, that's legit. Yeah. Prince wanted all of his food to be wrapped in clear plastic film to be unwrapped by him only. I think he was one of those germaphobe types. Yeah. 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 That's pretty funny, though. So we, I don't think we did anything that bad. No. Maybe, maybe the rotisserie chicken, that's about it. Yours is really, really normal. What I love is when Jeff said that, and he did make that football gesture, <laughs> and he went, a rotisserie chicken. None of us went, dude, we all went, Mocha? Well, yeah, because I mean, <laughs> you roll with it. If the like, weirdest be thing nice. is a rotisserie chicken, I think you're pretty normal. Well, I thought about it. I'm like, that this sounds kind of nice. This band wants a rotisserie. What if they get one of those really small ones and only one of them? It's like a rotisserie pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> like the game little game man. hens. Yeah, 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 game man. We're all picking a little bit. Or what if they go nuts and go turducken? Oh, I'd be in. Turducken. Yeah. What's Dude. a turducken? A turducken turkey, is a turkey and, chicken. and a chicken and a duck. Yeah. I don't know the order what, of What, do they but... stuff them in each other? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just shove it while in there. While they're still alive? No, not while they're still alive. You de- whatever, deflower. No, not deflower. Defeather yes. them. 
<laughs> I guess I don't feel well. <laughs> we got one more email. I'm, I'm headed northwest. <laughs> I'm heading southwest right now. Southwest, I'm gonna head east right and get now. a pop. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm not sure. It's carbonated, <laughs> probably. Uh, Cassie emails us uh, about Audio Slave. Hey guys, I thought it was great. Twenty minutes before you played and talked about two Audio Slave solos, I commented on my friends. What's your favorite solo post with? Anything from Audio Slave. Nice. nice. I'm serious. I'm so jealous and happy for you, Steve, that you get to see you got to see so much of Chris Cornell. I think he's one of the best from that era. I'm 23, never got to see him live. There's a lot of my favorites I never had a chance, being born in 95. But never being yeah. able to hear him perform makes me particularly sad. Keep up the great work, and I love you guys from Cassie. Nice. Yeah. That's one of those bands, Soundgarden, uh, Audio Slave 2, that I was able to see live. But being able to see Soundgarden live mm-hmm. like in the 90s, was probably the the best concert that I've been to. Like just being able to say I was able to see that and experience yeah. it. And I mean, even uh, a presidents of the United States of America, whatever you think of them, I love I, them. I love I them. They put on a great show. They yeah. put on the a great show. A lot of fun, and they were man. the opening act, so it was uh, super fun to be able to see random, them. Random though, it was just. But be- it makes sense. They're Seattle guys, and, and it was a. T- they they had to cancel the show for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so the opening act had to had something else to do. So it was just like presidents are in town. They opened and then Soundgarden. It was just fantastic. Sid and I saw the presidents play. I think the Paramount on New Year's Eve one year, and it was so much fun. Neat. One of my favorite Peter Parker shows is we played. We opened for the presidents. They weren't the presidents. They were called Subset, which was the presidents of the USA with Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I remember that. We're and seeing I, Subset at like the Rock Sport in West Seattle. Yeah. And it was like, I can't believe this is happening. This venue holds like 400 <laughs> people. But dude, we played with them at the old Crocodile, the old version of the Croc, which was like maybe there's maybe 300 people in there. And this is back at the height of Peter Parker really losing their S every time on stage because we just like were four mental cases well our front man was a mental case and it made all of us then become mental cases at the same yeah. time like just alcohol infused should have got him a rotisserie chicken we should have <laughs> and some peanut butter and a banana mm-hmm. brought him a pop to rinse it all down <laughs> oddly enough one time he stormed off the stage because the place told him he couldn't have his yoohoo on stage <laughs> yes we left a show did they mean a chocolate soda or did they mean his penis they meant his penis <laughs> You leave that somewhere else, detachable penis. Yeah, they're they're like, you can't bring that on stage. And he had a temper tantrum and walked off. Really? And so we, in solidarity, we all walked off. Somehow you who caught wind of this and sent us a box of you who t-shirts, <laughs> stickers, and something else, which I thought was the coolest freaking thing ever. Before yes. things can go viral, by right. the way. Right. Yeah. This is the early days of internet. Could you imagine now? Oh, it would been so oh great. Oh my God. Well, anyways, That's so funny. We lost our ma- we went uh, we lost our minds on stage. I think he threw himself into my drums. It was just like one of those Damn, things. I'm dude. hitting him and like it was just one of those shows, right? All I remember is that while we were playing and while all this chaos is going on, the members of the presidents of the USA are just like on the side of the stage watching with their jaws to the ground like, what the hell is this? As soon as we finished, uh, Chris Ballou was like, can I buy a t-shirt? I, I just need a <laughs> reminder of tonight's show. I want a reminder of why I shouldn't experiment with drugs. Yeah. And sir, it makes a lot. I remember he looked at us and goes, you white boys are crazy. Like <laughs> it was one of those shows. It was like probably one of those shows I'm like most proud of. Like I it's like most proud of <laughs> pure chaos. We were the who that night. And they wow. were just like, what the F are we following? Welcome it wasn't like they were so good. I'm afraid to follow them. It was, they are so crazy. We now have to follow this. And does everything still work up there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Thank God the sound guy at the crocodile loved us. I've he told put you about- up Jim. Remember Jim? 
I don't know. Oh, uh, he was a good dude. He did sound for a lot of places. I but bet. I bet he mixed us the couple times we were in there before. Oh, 100%. Great guy. Yeah. Sweetheart <laughs> of a dude. He loved us. I don't, if he didn't like us, we would have probably never well, played gonna, that club again. I told, I told the story oh, about so Paul did. Hudson making <laughs> yeah. that guy cry on stage. I think I told that story on the cast. I'll tell it again. About, yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember this. Um, it was the second Phoenix, and Paul, the sound working, Paul Stanley Hudson, was the yep. monitor engineer He's done there. stuff with us with Brody. Yeah, yeah. yeah great that guy. guy's amazing, man. Um, but he was monitor engineer there, and then Dave Miller was front of house. Um, but Paul had told the guy, it was like uh, some punk band or something, the guy was notorious for diving through the drum set. And he said, hey, man, look. I know what you guys are all about, and if you want to do that, that's great, but I've got my high-end condensers on these drum shows. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to do your thing, just give me a nod between songs. I'll slip up. I'll pull the mics. You guys can go to town, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's about as cool as it gets. Oh, yeah, man, no sweat. Yeah. Sure enough, into the set came, and Homeboy dove through and on, with Paul's mic still in the kit. Oh. So Paul went on stage. Murder. In front of their audience and started bawling the guy out. Like, blah, 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 blah. The guy started crying. <laughs> That's he so punk rock. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> he screamed at him. Paul's like, yeah, you know, I feel kind of bad because he was on stage crying like in front of their entire fan base. You know? <laughs> How to kill a band yeah, in 30 dude. seconds. Paul, Paul blew. I mean, he, Paul was still laughing about it. Like, Man, it's kind of funny, but, you know, in retrospect, I feel kind of bad. <laughs> they're about to get signed by Discord up. Records, and they're like, we're not signing these pansies. You yeah, cried. The guy was no up crying in punk rock. Crying on stage in front of the crowd. Yeah, That's funny. Yeah, yeah, oh. So. Dude, they got, I remember. <laughs> I remember one time I did do, I, I would do that. Yeah, I, right? I would dive into my drums back in the day when I was young and dumb and didn't care. And I remember one time a sound guy's like, hey man, these mics aren't cheap. Can you yeah. like not Can do that not again? Do that? And I looked at him and go, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about that. I just assumed that these are like indestructible mics. You know, I'm dumb. And I didn't know. I thought they were all like SM58s. Like you could just like, you could, do, you could do whatever to those things. You could shove them up you nowhere and they'll Whoa. still work tomorrow. Wow. So then it got to the point where I still wanted to do that. And it's so unpunk to say this, but I would... Make it a point while I'm playing. I knew when it was about to happen. I moved the floor tom mic. Yeah. And I just dive into that part where that, and, that and, makes sense. So it still looks punk the rock. The crowd doesn't know. The bass the crowd was safe. Know. You know, I knew the bass drum wasn't going to move because it was stable. The cymbals <laughs> would go over in the corner. The ba- the floor tom would get knocked over, but it, not a single microphone would get knocked. It makes some noise. It would look cool. And, and I remember one of the sound guys, he'd be like, Thanks, man. He's like, he come up looking pissed. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, put your mic over there before I jumped into the drums. He's like, thank you. Cool. <laughs> He's still mad. He's like, I've been trying to figure out where my floor tom went for like half your song. Yeah. And I was back there freaking out. I couldn't figure out what went wrong. I was trying to troubleshoot it, and you moved my mic. And Steve's he, up there crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. You hit southeast. I don't give me a pop. Is that left <laughs> or right? I don't know my direction. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. All right, well, we get on out of here. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, come find us uh, in Vancouver. In Canada, man. If you got yeah. tickets, awesome. If you don't, Thursday's the only show that you can get tickets to, and it's Damn. at the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver, opening up for Steel Panther this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Come say hi to us. Uh, we'll probably be at the merch table or at the bar drinking. Bring your rotisserie chicken. Please. Bring your rotisserie chicken. <laughs> if you bring a rotisserie chicken, we will eat it. It'll be that thing where, like... <laughs> People are going to start throwing rotisserie chickens on stage at our shows, dude. Sorry, guys. It'll be like Ozzy with the bats, but we're getting pelted with chickens. Steel Panther's like, what the hell is up with this band and rotisserie chicken? It's called the Rouse effect. It's our thing. The Rouse effect. (laughs) Hey, if you want to buy another son, someone else bought another t-shirt at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash I'm Steve Miggs. Please keep doing that. That's pretty sweet. My wife and I get a big kick out of seeing that. It's just... (laughs) 
surreal as F that people are buying t-shirts. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah, so anything going on? No. Besides Bruiser Brody this weekend. No, Bruiser Brody this weekend. That's it. Seems Rev. like a big thing. Nope, nope, nope. Just Bruiser Brody. Well, I'm not going. You guys are. Yes, we'll be there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, man. Thanks for listening as always and stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.